You know, when I got back from Vietnam, I didn't have a lot going for me. No friends, no home, and a town full of cops giving me shit. The only thing that got me through was the Sean Geek podcast, which I download off of SeanMcGinnity.ca, and so should you. That's the Sean Geek podcast, which you can download from SeanMcGinnity.ca. Do it, or the first blood's going to be yours. Fans of the Sean Geek podcast, this is the Core Geek talking at you. Did you know that the Sean Geek podcast has merch available? That's right. Head on over to SeanMcGinnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. You'll be taken to the Sean Geek Podcast store on TeePublic, where you can find the Sean Geek Podcast logo on t-shirts, totes, masks, and more. And best of all, a portion of the sales goes to help support the podcast and allow Sean and Todd to keep bringing great content your way. Once again, go to SeanMcGinnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. And while you're there, don't forget to download the latest episode. So I'll do the intro and then uh, we'll introduce you in three, two, one. Welcome to the Sean Geek Podcast with your host, Sean Orama and Fast Red Fingers and the Corey Geek. Today, this week, we are going to talk WandaVision, but we have a very special guest, return guest actually to the show. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Karen. Um, I watch geeky shows. I chat with um, with Sean while his wife Sylvie's cutting my hair, and here we are making friends through through that. I guess. Yeah, uh, this is your second appearance. The last one yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah, 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 covered a lot of topics. I think in the last the last episode that you were on, I think cory just he said he hated you because you get to do all this fun stuff oh, because of uh <laughs> yeah the star yeah. celebration <laughs> i'm jealous yeah 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 so not i sit at home too. yeah listen to kids scream yeah yeah we've had a lot of screaming in our house lately that's for sure Lots yeah. of kid the kids are uh are stretching or stretching themselves out and telling us who's boss and it's not sylvie and i <laughs> oh oh get this Cassandra is taller than Jen now. Oh my god. Sometime in the last two months, she's just stretched right out. She's about two inches taller than Jen is now. Oh wow. god. Yeah. Wait, how old is she now? 13? 11. Oh my god. Wow. She's gonna be she's dying. turning 12, but 12 going on 14. That is insane. <laughs> Jen wasn't happy. <laughs> So did she ask for um for like stilettos or like taller shoes to compete? <laughs> oh no 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 she's uh she's asking for black clothes. She got her ears pierced and uh she wants a studded leather jacket. Oh boy. Is she is yeah. she gonna have like all the rings on her eyebrows? <laughs> she, she can like hang a shower curtain on or <laughs> I would not put a password. 
I would not be at all surprised. Shower curtain readings. What's that all about? They got these. They got the all the way across. You must shower curtain. <laughs> you just. Hello. <laughs> Uh, I think that's what we're going to call this episode, the shower curtain episode. <laughs> oh, Watch, it becomes, it goes in style like, after this episode, like it becomes a trend. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll actually, you know, you got the goth uh, thing, you know, you got the veils. Yeah. You know, hang black lace across. No, be like, a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you have the ring in the nose, and you know the whole bit. This yep. unstable again. Yeah. Say, so, you know the you know the drain plug at the bottom of the tub. Yeah. That, that's the nose ring. So you get the shower curtain, and you get the the, <laughs> the tub plug. Okay, so the only thing that you're missing at this point now is the butt plugs in the ears, <laughs> and that is actually a thing. Well, that's when you're in the shower. It's you're waterproof that way. All your holes are plugged. <laughs> and Sean's like, "How did this go off the rails so quickly?" Please stop, Todd. Did, did you? Did <laughs> it didn't take long? That didn't take very long, did it? <laughs> no. Nope. Yeah. All right, guys, and this has been the Sean Geek Podcast. We are out for the day. Uh, go out on top. <laughs> uh, okay. Ooh, derailed. That was okay. awesome. <laughs> So um, uh, the the Manitoba podcast community is pr- promoting their their swag right now. So I've got the Sean Geek T-shirt on. I did I did a really nice. heroic pose on the Manitoba podcast site today. Uh, the the old Superman breaking out the uh, the S under the shirt pose today. Yeah, I think I looked my, I think I looked handsome. Yeah, you know cool. what make it look even better. Uh, police radio <laughs> hoodie what no no not that hack not that hack <laughs> sorry sam I'm, I'm joking yeah what what, what are you saying? gonna say to uh <laughs> i was gonna call you tory <laughs> Ca- cod and tory cod and tory That's, actually tory is my cousin mm-hmm. i remember cory and tory that was a lot of fun growing up oh, the same age so what were you gonna say I was saying, you know, should uh, get yourself a nice uh, Corey Geek t-shirt. Yes. With a face on it. You have to have the face on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And let's face it, it's the only t-shirt that's making us any money. <laughs> it's true. 64 <laughs> cents. It's like that Napa commercial. It's true. <laughs> some, dude, some dude in Florida is wearing Corey's face on his chest. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. I have to, I'm going to buy one. I think I'm going to buy one. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Um, yeah. Anyway, where can you get our swag? Uh, Anybody? Okay. <laughs> SeanMcGinnity.ca. Go to the top of the page and click on the merch link. Yep, there it is. Yep. All right. Perfect. Yep. That's enough of it. Come on, you did the commercial. I can do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're the commercial guy. Yeah. I'm just the, uh, the Sean Geek himself. So anyway, so... We've all, except for well, except for Todd, but we've all been watching WandaVision. Corey binged the entire thing last week. In, in what, two days. What, in two days? two days. Okay. Wow. Um, I think 
Karen, that you've been watching it every week. Yeah. I did a binge of the first six episodes in one evening because Sylvie made me wait. She says, oh, no, it'll be better if we watch it all at once. So it was pure agony not going on Twitter, not going on Facebook for whatever the first five I did get a few things spoiled for me early on. So did you? you know, I knew some of the things that were coming up, but fortunately I didn't get a couple of the big twists. Oh, that's good. That's good. So this yeah. is going to contain lots of spoilers by the time this gets out. If you haven't seen WandaVision yet, uh, just pause the episode, go finish the show and come back. But we're going to spoil the crap out of it because we have lots of theories. Karen is a very intelligent lady and she has lots of uh, oh, theories. Well, you have lots of theories. It's always fun to bounce the theories off you because we we spoke before the final episode. Yeah. Right. Wait, before the final episode. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so it's over now. It's over now. Yeah. Right? yeah. Oh, okay. And one uh, season, had, that was it. Yeah. And we had theories about how it was going to end. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what we said. Do you remember what we talked about? What um, we thought was going to happen? Well, we talked about like a lot of theories. I think a lot of your theories, um, like you just read or just started rereading some of them, right? Like, so you're yeah. super fresh in oh, yeah. your brain. So um, you have a lot of like comic book based like theories, which is like my comic book theory about this is like, like or knowledge about this is like long gone. Like I'm very bad with details. So I think we talked about like, you know, potentially like the X-Men from Fox like crossing over because they had, um, you know, Evan Peters show up. And so we figured like, oh, maybe like, you know, Magneto's going to show up randomly. At yeah, the that, end. That's what we had said. We said, I bet you he's a surprise at yeah. the, the final episode where. Yeah, Ian McKellen or um, <laughs> what's his face? Michael Fassbender could have shown up, right? That well, was, that's just, you know, that was Paul Bentley, you know, just trolling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he trolled us. He won. Oh, trolled hard. He apologized too. Apparently, he says, "No, yeah. no, that's not what I meant. I didn't mean to do that." Or it wasn't. It's just it's, it's just my British humor. Yeah, I kind of like waiting for the episodes every week. You know, like brings back like how you watch TV from before. You know, just waiting for the next episode every week, and you can't really in the before times. Hmm. In the before, in the before times, before Netflix, <laughs> before Netflix times. Is, is that the official term? BN before the Netflix. before times, the before BN. times, yeah, from the long ago, yeah, from a long ago when you can't binge watch anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's funny that we've gone back to that. I I, I like it because it gets the water cooler. You know, they saw the say the water cooler talk going. Um, it was the top trending thing on Twitter for the its entire run. Like, if it wasn't the top, it was like the top five trending things. So it was. You know, it's probably like akin to like when MASH was out, you know, all those years ago, you know, like, well, it, maybe it was similar to that. Or Cheers. Or Cheers. Yeah. Like, like those shows everybody was talking about. Three's Company. Yeah. Starsky and Hutch. Starsky. <laughs> I was thinking more like Game, Game of Thrones and stuff like within the last while. When yeah. it was no, what I was trying to get at is that Sean's old. Yeah. And the walk in the Walking Dead series. That would be yeah. water water cooler stuff. Every weekend yeah. or every week. Yeah. New new episode. But I usually, I like I to wait just... till it's all done too. So I can watch it, 
I don't, you know, because you go from episode, say, three, uh, and and then they review it back in episode eight, and then you're going, well, I can't remember that far, <laughs> depending on, on when the last time you saw it. So when you binge watch it, everything's all in sequence. It's, it's great. Uh, it, in we'll the old days, like you'd that. have to wait. Uh, you'd have to wait. Like, there'd be a mid-season break for a show. Mm-hmm. So when there's only, like, nine episodes... Like, I think it's it's more manageable, you know, like week to week and, and keeping the anticipation up and getting getting the talk. But also that's actually that's the one thing I sorry, yeah, that's sorry, actually ahead. the one thing I really don't like about the way the TV shows are right now. Like, I mean, having to wait until uh, December 2022 for, you know, the new Mandalorian. Or yeah. 2021. Well, there, there's like what? Karen, so for I think there's two shows in between or something, right? Because the Boba Fett show is coming first? Yeah. yeah. Uh, by like what, month? Oh, really? Is that all it is? Yeah. You've got like nothing coming down the pipe. Ask Karen. She knows. She's the Star Wars. Nothing Star Wars, I think. That'll be, I think Boba Fett is like December 2021. So oh it's like very God. close. We have to wait that yeah. long? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is uh, Ming Na Wen, is she on that as well? Like if she's, she's, I believe so. Because that was like my, I don't know, that was my favorite part about the Mandalorian when she showed up. Just because, like, from Agents of Shield, you know, like she's, I don't know, she's the shit, man. I think she's, she's going to so be a major cool. part of it. Yeah, well, she better be because she's awesome. Yeah, and I mean, we you can't do you know Cara Dune anymore. Yeah, no, no I guess not. <laughs> yeah, they'll just like cut her out of the show, I guess. It's not hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like she's off doing something else or whatever, you know? Yeah. But yeah. You know, I, I've had to write people out of scripts I've written before. There was no actors attached. I just didn't like them. So I just <laughs> cut them out and I canceled them within my own script. That's not that joke. And then this character out. became a Trump supporter. <laughs> it's coming out of my mind, but somehow it happened. <laughs> Anyway, so back Wait to one- see one of them with your shirt on. Uh, <laughs> I support the Sean Geek podcast. What? While wearing a MAGA hat. Yes. <laughs> God, Corey. Uh, anyway, back to WandaVision. Um, what did, um, Todd, what was your favorite part about WandaVision? That it's done, and uh, when I do decide to watch it, I'll be able to watch the whole thing in one—well, not one sitting, but your your daughter was here today. She's uh, she's watched a few episodes. We were talking about it a little bit. Yes, and actually, uh, Danica has been watching it, and actually, she had suggested that uh, we do an episode on on it also. Oh, nice. Well, yeah. it sucks that you didn't watch it. <laughs> now what? Well, no, that's because that's that's my part. <laughs> my part is to have no my, my part is I don't do the homework. Mm. I'm uh yeah, I, I kind of skip school uh before the podcast. I just kind of give my opinion of what I see. Yeah. Uh, I'll here. see if there's a cliff notes available for you to uh or Cole's notes for you to <laughs> to look at. It just plays guitar and looks uh sexy in a cutoff t shirt. <laughs> I'm going to post that picture of Todd wearing a cutoff t-shirt at some point. <laughs> cutoff t-shirt. I, 
yeah, cut off like cut off like, at the navel. So you, oh, you used to geez. wear one of those, Todd. It was well, the T-shirt was pink. I have I, to I, find I the film, the film that we did. Yeah, we're gonna. I've seen the movie. I've You've seen, seen it. it. Yeah, <laughs> I got the flip up glasses, and I I got the uh, shake and bake tan, and the whole yeah. <laughs> Back in the day, we'll have that movie up. Well, actually, you know what? Once what's I, I have a, a DVD copy, so I'm gonna try to find a way to convert it. Uh-huh. And once I do, then we'll maybe we'll do a watch along. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would definitely be interesting to go back and go, oh my God, look how young we were. <laughs> look how much hair I had. Yeah. Both of us <laughs> had hair. It's like watching a rush video when they first came out. We we can just lie. <laughs> we the can just kimonos lie. and we can just lie that? and say we we de-aged ourselves. We used special effects to de-age ourselves for this movie we just made. It just made it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so we know what Todd's favorite part of the show was. Corey, what was your favorite part of the show? Oh boy. Like what really, what was the first thing about the show? You went, holy shit. That was, a, that, that was so cool. It blew my, blew my mind. You know what? Honestly, it was probably the first uh, three episodes. Just the way that they managed to nail the, you know, feel of the 1950s, 1960s old sitcoms. Yep. Um, you know, I thought they did a great job and just, you know, the way that they, they brought those dark currents in just to kind of, you know, throw the whole feeling of it just kind of a little bit off kilter. Yep. It was just, that's when I knew I was actually watching something like, okay, but it's going somewhere. Did you feel there was, so. was there a sense of this is actually great? This isn't yeah. just a good, oh, yeah. this is like, Yeah. You know, it was obviously, you know, obviously the uh, writers had done their homework, the director had done his homework, you know, director of photography, everybody. Now, now, was this within the first hour or was this within the first couple episodes? That, that you first came couple to episodes, they were uh, only about a half hour piece. Well, do you want to break it down to Todd a little bit? Like what, what, what was happening there? Like, what, what, like, what well, are we talking about here? Well, the first two episodes were done in kind of, you know, I Love Lucy style and, you know, Honeymooners. Black and white. You know, back to, yeah, in black and white. You know, the kind of, the old kind of father knows best gags. It was... Uh, they were in the sitcom. It was a sitcom. Yeah. And, and honestly... In it. And they actually had a live audience for some of those episodes. If not, like, yeah. maybe just the first one or I, I'm not sure, but... I think the first couple... Yeah. So they actually had to perform in front of a live audience. Mm-hmm. And Paul Bentney was amazing. Oh, yeah. absolutely amazing. Yeah. Just like yeah, the amount of perfect. work that goes into like putting all the costumes on and off at like certain scenes, right? When he's like switching yeah. from like robot to like human and back and forth in color and black and white. It's just amazing the amount of work that they've done with that. Okay, I'm get, I'm getting a whole different a whole different uh, view of what I thought that this was. Th- this is almost like a sitcom you guys talk about. I'm thinking about yeah. what a Marvel superhero type movie with stuff happening. Yeah, this, this is something really holy. Yeah. So, so what is the premise of, of, of it? Like, what, what is like if you looked at the outline of the actual show? What is the actual show about? Like, what, Karen, what you it? take this one. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's. Um... The show is set in kind of like Wanda's world. So, you know, Wanda's, uh, Elizabeth Olsen's character, uh, basically we're following her, but um, the first few, first half of it, at least, it's very sitcom-y and 
she's with Vision and they're doing going through the the different decades and growing a family and all of that which you know leaves you kind of wondering like a how did this happen why is this happening and then they slowly answer that as you keep watching and um the reveal is just uh I can't even describe like how how they okay. did the reveal so so well. So it's like this way. So they go in the they go in the past and they kind of go through time. Yeah. So they're yeah. going through like the I love Lucy stage and they kind of go up into the yeah and uh, into the eighties yeah. and then yeah. the nineties. Yeah. Every episode is a different decade. Yeah. It's, yeah. So just imagine like that. How many episodes? Imagine you they start seven in decades, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But just imagine you start off in I love Lucy and wind up in Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much how it, that was a progression. And this isn't a matter of how many episodes going from A to to Z. Nine. Nine. So within nine episodes, it goes from the fifties or sixties down to, I think it went through one through seven, right? Was the sitcoms. And then the last two episodes were a bit of, okay, why are we here? Right. Right. Yeah. I think. Mm -hmm. Why are we here? Like, like the lost, like lost happening. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But unlike Lost, which took five seasons, they did this in nine episodes. So, ah, okay. So, the, the, the waiting for the better the ending big reveal, I, I'm assuming. Yeah. More satisfying, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or maybe not. I don't know. Some It's actually a huge, huge debate right now. Ah. So, is this people is it really done? Don't... Or is there is there going to be another like, extension? Yeah. Did they it's leave it open? Up, I guess the next, next phase of the MCU. Right. You go to a different Marvel movie or TV show to find what happens next, but there's oh. no season two. So that, it's like, because you're watching like a show, right? One of it. Yeah. So all of a sudden it's at the end, all of a sudden you see click, click, click the old TVs, you know, when you click them, then you had the, you had the, yeah, the snow did. and stuff as you were clicking the TV and then, then it'll, another one will start a new one. And then no. It's actually very complicated to try to explain. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, there's do like five, I would say. It's kind of like a TV episode where you get that at the end, right? Like you see the television actually, or the, when they hit the remote, like it goes to black type ah, of thing. Ah, okay. Yeah. But then, um, yeah, the second half explains kind of what's happening. So you're set in like, I don't know, the real world or current time, is, or at least like the time after, um, after Endgame. Okay. So yeah, it's, right. it's not a superhero movie. Like you're not going to, it's not going to be one of those things where it's, you know, Spider-Man or, or whatever, any, any type of other movie where you have action and stuff going on. Is that. Not part your of, usual, it, I would say. Not initially. Like part to it. But. Okay. It was all like a mystery until they get to like the final yeah. episode. And then there is, there is a fight yeah. in the final episode, but. I find the co- the combat or action or whatever you want to call it was was really. The, 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 there's people that were talking about it saying you know, they didn't like the they liked the show because it didn't have those big action sets. They liked the show because it was about Wanda dealing with her grief because really that's what the show is about. She's grieving, and that's what the whole show is about. And it's just in the final episode, yeah, there's a battle and stuff, but it's actually really delicately done. And mm-hmm. it's a payoff to the characters. It's not just, okay, we need an action sequence here. No, it's, there's an emotional weight to it. And Vision's part in the show, his battle is done without battle. It's done using logic. It, very, it felt yeah. very Spock-like, you know, like, 
like Vulcan Star Trek stuff, you know. So no CGI. Well, no. There's oh, a lot of CGI. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought this was more of a like a reality based. But there was a lot of practical effects, like yeah, like when they're doing the 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 bewitched bewitched type episodes. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on where it was like practical practical the same type of practical effects they used back in the fifties. You know, yeah. where they're hanging a bunch of stuff like on chicken wire. You know, <laughs> but because it's black you can and white, see it. <laughs> no, no, but but because it's black and white, you can't see the chicken wire, right? So they're yeah. using a lot of effects that were used back in those days. We probably kept the budget down. I'm sure. Yeah, you know, hmm. but it was it's a story. And honestly, it had a very, very dark theme going through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, throughout the whole thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was hinting at it the whole time, like mm-hmm. yeah, just these little moments that made you uncomfortable. That just kind of took you out of you know the 1950s, 1960s sitcom, and mm-hmm. then kind of left you going, "What just what happened? happened? Did someone's beeper just go off?" <laughs> <laughs> to the fifties. Hold on, yeah, yeah. I, I got to call somebody. Um, Karen, like you're you're younger than than the group of us. How like how familiar are you with like kind of old sit old timey sitcoms and stuff like that? Did you have any knowledge of like Dick Van Dyke or I Love Lucy or like or any of those shows? Like, I'm aware that they exist. Obviously, I didn't watch them growing up, but I I was aware that they. I think the sitcoms that were on while when I was start when I started watching them, I think they took. They, they're kind of inspired by those, right? Like, so they're doing like all the gags and they have the laugh track or like a live audience and all of that, right? So it's, yeah. I would say like, they're pretty similar, but like, I kind of knew that, like how they, like the feel to it. Like I, it wasn't like a question of like, oh, this is like a generic, like black and white, like 50s, like sitcom. Like you knew the, what they were referring to. Yeah, you, you felt the identity yeah. to that particular yeah. episode. Because they did like the '80s one was that I guess it was more like Family Ties. Was that the reference they were using for the '80s one? '80s. There's uh, uh, sitcom uh, the one on Netflix. Oh, like, uh, uh, Full, House. Full House. Full House. Yeah. Full House. Full House. Which Wanda, the actress that plays Wanda, is, is it her younger or older sisters? They played older sisters. Older sisters. Yeah, they, yeah. They're, they they're were older. yeah. They were in that show, the, you know, the the young child in that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. They had twins playing the role. Anyway, this is the what you said, younger sister Karen. The Olsen twins. Yeah, the Olsen twins yeah. are older than her. Yeah. Really. So this yeah. is Elizabeth Olsen, the younger daughter of them two. So they did a Growing Pains episode, which was kind of, I don't know, that that was that was nice actually. I kind of like that. There was mm. a lot of uh, reverence for what came before. Like they weren't mocking the sitcoms. No, they the nailed it. Was... Yeah, they did a good job, like capturing the feel of those sitcoms, like Malcolm in the Middle, mm. uh, like Witched, and that was the '90s one. Yeah, Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, modern was it Modern Family the 2000s? I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They yep. did modern Family. And um, some like The Office. They did kind of like The Office, right? Like with the opening. Oh yeah. 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 And the opening sequences were amazing too. Oh yeah, like the title, like with the title oh, yeah. and stuff. And they'd have like a different song. Was it I don't know if mm-hmm. it's a different song every, every episode. Different, but... Like opening song every episode. Yeah. And reflective of that era of TV. Yeah. Although great. I have to tell you my favorite theme song was Agatha all along. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the final episode. That, that was actually yeah. number one on uh, Spotify, that song, <laughs> by the way. And uh, they had um, the, the actress that plays Agatha in the show. She's from Saturday Night Live and a, a bunch of, I think, um, I'm, I'm thinking she's been in movies with Paul Rudd and uh, Judd Apatow, like like that group, I think. Catherine Hahn. Yeah, Jen was uh, mentioning that she's seen her in a lot of uh, a lot of movies and she always plays, you know, kind of the goofy comedic psychic so she thought it was actually really neat seeing her actually get the kind of breakout and play a villain yeah somebody with a little bit more you know depth to her and through the whole thing you know she's playing that goofy psychic role but what a hard role to to nail though right yeah and not have it come off too campy or too you know just over the top like you know a Nicolas Cage chewing scenery sort of thing like she didn't do that like she was She's she was on that razor wire. She just mm-hmm. perfect. So what? So going back to the first question I asked. So so Karen, what was your moment when you're watching the show, going, "Oh my god, this is great!" Like, what was it that broke broke it down for you? I think when um was it like episode three? Like the earlier episodes, I really enjoyed just because of the I generally enjoyed like the sitcom part of it, and then mm-hmm. like the little hints of you know, this is what's really happening. Um, those ones are are nice to see towards the end of the episode. So I think like ep- around episode three is when you get more of like the outside world, like seeping into her world. And mm-hmm. that's when I felt like, okay, this is, they're onto something and it's going to be amazing. There's going to be a reveal. And so that's when I, you know, started talking to people about it, like finding people who watch it and, you know, just talking to them every week about it was like, you know, coming, you coming up with like your own like theories of it. I think that's where I felt like it's going to be fun. Yeah. It was, I was, it was one I was looking forward to And the unfortunate thing with the movies is that vision and Scarlet, which never really got a lot of screen time as characters, they got some, Mm -hmm. but their backstory was always like the scenes they were in were always good. And you can, you felt this is like a, a true romance between the two characters. Like you, even though they didn't get a lot of lines or a lot of scenes, you knew right away and you felt right away there was a chemistry there that was undeniable. Yeah, the actors have an amazing chemistry oh, between the two of nuts. them. And apparently they're, yeah. they're two goofballs, both of them. Yeah. They're just like hilarious. So they're, they're, they well, work Paul Bentley together. just has, yeah, Paul Bentley has just amazing comedic timing. Elizabeth Olsen's funny. I started following her on, on Instagram and all her stuff is like freaking hilarious. Like she is a nut job, like total nut job. She's hilarious. She's great. Um, And like like she deserves, I know they don't give Emmys really for Netflix shows or I don't think they do, but come on, this show's got to get nominated. It's, I know, sorry, not Netflix. I mean, for Disney shows, but this, this thing needs to be nominated because it is ridiculously the level of talent in every, even Darcy Lewis, like is great. You know, like, um, and, um, oh man, I'm forgetting the, um, the FBI agent, um, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Woo, Jimmy Woo, Jimmy Woo. Woo. Yeah. Yes. He's, he's fucking great. He was so good. Like, well, what I liked about him screen time, all of a sudden are, you know, like in their own world. Right. Then they're, they're the star in the show and it's a great like introduction to the next phase. Yeah. What I really loved about his character was, you know, he kind of starts off playing the goofball, but you 
very quickly come to realize that he is he's a professional he's he is an fbi you know, agent he didn't yeah. just yeah he knows you know, exactly what he's doing box. Yeah. yeah so you know they mislead you a little bit with his character you know they make you feel like okay you know this guy's just a little bit goofy you know he's gonna be really easily taken and no he's not i thought he was just he's i really think he's one of the better characters in there as well yeah i think we're gonna see him uh again the, the level of popularity that he got on this show like he's he ain't going anywhere we just never yeah. found out who was who he was uh, looking for, right? Because he yeah. oh, yes. came to that town because he's looking for someone. But okay, then, let, yeah. let, let's talk about the theory. So Jimmy Woo was there because of a missing persons thing. And that's how he discovered what was going on in this town. It was a right. missing yeah. persons thing. And it was a missing persons, I think, related to the witness protection plan, I believe. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Karen, you and I talked about our theory, but I haven't yeah. talked to Corey about that theory. Corey, yeah. what is your thought on who was Jimmy there for? And and what are you what are you seeing there? What do you what do you think that what that is? You know what? I can't really offer a theory because I am actually not that familiar with the MCU, at least not with the comic books. You know, I grew up uh, reading like you know Dark Horse and you know this media. Okay, but I'm not talking you know, but... just within the context of the show. We saw all the characters in the town. It was one of them yeah. the missing the missing persons, the witness protection person. You know what? I honestly cannot say. Okay, Karen, go with your theory. This is good. <laughs> well, like, uh, like we were, we had like a lot of um, people that we could think of because, like, um, I can't remember. It was was it that person or Monica's uh, uh, engineer friend that um, got us like thinking of who this? Um, uh, I think Reed Monica's um, engineer friend. We had more uh, theories on because. It's yes. specific to the engineer. Jimmy Woo's um, witness protection program person could be literally anyone. Anyone, yeah. Yeah, uh, Corey, I don't know if you remember, there was a mention that um, Monica had somebody, an engineer friend, I think, uh, an, what they call him an aeronaut or an aeronautical engineer? They're a little specific on the title. They said, oh, I have mm -hmm. someone, an aeronautical engineer that can whip this up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, in, in no right. time, it's like, who do you know that could build that tank that they brought in on such short notice. And then all the, the fan theories were, Oh my God, it's Reed Richards or, yeah, you know, it, it, we're going to introduce the people that haven't shown up yet. You know, it's not Tony Stark, obviously, you know, but mm -hmm. no. maybe it's somebody else. I can I, see I, that, but they never mentioned who it is that Monica knows. Right. And, and then all of a sudden this tank shows up and they still don't explain who Monica knew mm -hmm. that yeah. put this thing together yeah. on a moment's notice. Well, Here's an interesting thing I've been noticing. Um, obviously, I work in the mall. We have the Disney store there. Oh, they're yeah. starting to bring up. They're starting to bring out more X Men stuff. Mm. Uh, really? So, yeah, because they never carried X Men stuff in the Disney store before. So Marvel is definitely marketing X Men, or sorry, uh, Disney is marketing X Men as part of the Marvel universe. That's a, that's a scoop. Yeah. Is there so I can't remember. What's that, Karen? No, I was wondering um, if there's like an engineer in in the X Men group, and I was thinking like, is the Beast an engineer? <laughs> or, oh, that would be like if he just like shows up there. Oh my God! I didn't even think of that. And the reason yeah, they like, didn't show him 
would be oh yeah because there's beast, there's tons of engineers there's that, that guy named forge yeah um but we haven't seen the movies yet but mm-hmm. hmm. i mean they are kind of drawing from more obscure corners of uh, the marvel universe yeah oh what are you drinking karen uh three months green moss three months it's a beer <laughs> okay Corey, what are you drinking wine yeah uh, you're drinking water and just because we're looking for a sponsor <laughs> baron <laughs> family <laughs> love it or or as they say in the east coast the baron samedi yep i thought we we're going after kraken we're, we are we're trying to create a bidding war is what we're trying to do okay okay Baron Samity or okay, yeah. got it. So get Kraken, get Kraken. If you want part of this action, <laughs> it might be a T-shirt. I don't know. Um, so we had so Karen and I had a theory about the missing persons thing because I, I know a lot yeah. of pe- like yeah, a lot I of the, the the negative comments that came towards the show were about um, Wanda's brother showing up. Yeah. So Wanda's brother was. Was his name is Peter or Pietro, depending. Yeah. Wait, which one was Peter and which one's Pietro? Pietro was MCU, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Peter yeah. was the X Men, right? So to explain it to Todd, because this is going to be super complicated. There, there was a licensing, uh, sn- not snafu, but there's a there's a, a loophole in the licensing for Marvel stuff. So anything that's related to X Men and the word mutant. Fox owned and anything fantastic for Fox owned and everything else Marvel had except for a couple of you know things here and there so when Fox were making their X-Men films they um, they could use the word mutant and they could use mutants any kind of mutants the entire catalog so Wolverine Cyclops Storm like all that Magneto, all that belonged to Fox and MCU couldn't touch it because of a licensing thing. But there's two characters that Fox could use and that Marvel could use. And that was Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch or Wanda. So they actually had a, they had, and her brother Quicksilver. So they were allowed to use Quicksilver in both universes at the same time. And both of them released movies. Was it the same year? Yeah, I think so. That character? I think around the same time. So the Marvel films are huge. They're great. They make tons of money. And at the time, Fox was kind of with the X-Men. They were kind of starting to go down. Like people are kind of making fun of it. And they were struggling a little bit. Is that you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's in the background. Okay. Dominoes. Um, so anyway, so in, in both films, Fox nailed the character, completely nailed the character. They screwed up a lot of other stuff or, you know, wasn't as well received. And then Marvel, they had their own Quicksilver character, Wanda's brother. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the MCU didn't really have a great Quicksilver. Yeah. So he gets killed off in his first appearance (laughs) in the Marvel films. And he had this very bad accent. I don't know if that accent 
the accent was horrible. It sounded <laughs> yeah. cross of, I don't know, Portuguese and Acadian, maybe. I don't know. It, it was I it, thought it was more Bella Lugosi, you know, Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> Little Emerald Lugosi. The same geek podcast. <laughs> we, you got to do a Bella intro, uh, Corey. I thought we already did. And no, I mean, yeah. I'm, well, I actually meant Bella from Beauty and the Beast, but that's okay. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Not Bella from Bella. Twilight? Or yes. There you go. When I'm looking for sparkly vampires, I listen to the Shongi podcast. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Awesome. I thought you were going to suck on a lemmy before you did that, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bam! <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, so, so anyway, the going back to the the quicksilver thing so what happened in this series todd that broke everyone's brain was wanda's brother dies in his first appearance in the films so her twin brother is dead right off the hop but on the fox side of things that character is super freaking popular he's introduced and he's awesome (laughs) and he's great and then uh, fox is like oh my god like we really nailed it with this character so they put him in every other subsequent x-men film so eventually disney buys fox so that means marvel can use the fox character so all the x-men now belong to marvel again but they killed off quicksilver so in this show quicksilver from the x-men movie shows up as her brother and then she's like she looks at him like that doesn't make any sense. And then one of the other characters goes, Oh, that's because he's been recast. Well, so no, they, that was in the in the real world. There's in the like, real world, yeah. Recast? Yeah. Because the people in the real people. world are watching the sitcom of WandaVision. So Wanda somebody is creating a sitcom within this bubble that they're in. And everyone's on the outside, not everyone, but all the FBI and that are watching this from the outside. So they see this character show up and it's like, that's not the right Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. It's the wrong character, but it's the one from the X-Men movies. So the big yeah. theory was that somehow Wanda or someone broke a barrier between worlds and pulled someone from the X-Men universe, which isn't canon. Even, even what? Even Elizabeth Olsen thought that that was what was happening. Oh, really? Yeah, she thought that when she found that Evan Peters was coming in, she thought, oh, my God. So this is a big reveal. You know, the two universes are meshing. Mm-hmm. Wow. So she didn't Which, even know. Yeah. That's nuts. But no, it's just, yeah, the, it was just the producers trolling everybody again. Yeah. Boner. So, boner. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So in the final episode, going, so this is actually leading around to me and, and Karen's theory. But in the final episode, they reveal that this was not, in fact, he was not, in fact, pulled from another universe. He's just some dude that lived in the town that was transformed to pretend to be her brother. So it wasn't this crossover with the X-Men universe. It was nothing. It was blah, blah, blah. And his name is um, uh, Ralph Ralph Boner. Boner. (laughs) Yeah. Boner. So. No, no. (laughs) No. <laughs> well, that too. Well, that too. It's just a boner joke. <laughs> yeah, it's just a boner yeah. joke. Yeah. Actually, even uh, Evan Peters' character, when uh, he still thought that he was Quicksilver, when uh, it gets revealed to him, it's like, no, your your name is actually Ralph Boner. 
Boner. <laughs> okay, so Karen and I have a theory about this. Is that he is the one in the witness protection plan. He is the one that Wu, Jimmy Wu was looking for. And he's actually in this town. So when I, he reveals I thought you just yelled out really, boner just, uh, just for the sake of saying boner. Off, you're not really Scarlet <laughs> It was Witch an actual person. reason. You're not okay. actually Wanda's okay. brother. He goes, <laughs> he says, you're, they say your name is Ralph Boner. He goes, yeah, Boner. Almost as if he's like, yeah, that's the identity I took when I went in the witness protection plan. I came up with this really lame ass name. So that is actually his witness protection name. But he actually really is Pietro Maximoff. And he is in the witness protection plan for whatever reason, because he came from the other universe. I don't know. Maybe S.W.O.R.D. knows something that's going on or the FBI knows there's an aperture to another world and he came through and Magneto maybe is coming to find him on this side or some threat from the X-Men side is coming through and he's gone into witness protection because he's not really like that character was never really a superhero. He was just kind of like, a, a, you know, he, well, he was always a villain. He was uh, part of Magneto's uh, children, right? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe he sold Magneto out. Yeah. You know, or something. <laughs> maybe. Booger. Yeah. There's a reference to the 80s. Do you remember that wrestler? His name was Bastion Booger. <laughs> used to pick his nose in the ring that was his whole shtick it was horrible oh yeah it was horrible this is the big overweight guy and he was just he stunk that was his whole shtick he was gross and he called bastion booger okay so getting back <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like booger for i think that room. was his boo. he used to put people in his armpit but anyway <laughs> boner and okay getting booger. back to uh, the mc <laughs> yes Yes, the villain. Uh, Booger, the was there villain. any ever any uh, actual premise for uh, Wanda and Pietro to be involved with Hydra? No. Mm, like back in the comics? Uh, no, I don't believe so. So no. they just did that because they Lovely. couldn't have them uh, as part of Magneto's crew. Yeah, yeah. But okay. it's interesting in in this series because they always said that. Uh, Look up, you go. Pietro and Wanda were created by <laughs> one of the, for the one of the gems, um, right? And that's how they got their powers. But in this series, <laughs> they're suggesting that Wanda was born with power, and right. that the the gem unlocked it or grew her power or whatever you want to say. So, if she was born with the power, that means she's a mutant. She was born with it. And right. you know that's kind of indicating that she is a mutant, and there is such a thing as mutants in this world, which is which is cool because they weren't allowed to use the word mutant before because it was copyrighted and yeah, Fox owned it. But so now, what about the kids and their manifestations of powers? Karen, <laughs> I don't know. Like, there's uh, aren't there like multiple? Um, multiple stories in like the comic books and how she made the kids but um did you you watch the uh, post credit scenes right from the last episode yeah oh yeah yeah so yeah. um they might be in a different dimension now right they could come back in another episode and um they were saying that they're trying to um age them as fast as they could because um they might be the next 
set of Avengers. They're trying to set them up okay. as an Avengers. But I mean, like they're them be coming to life. I think it's just like one shows like Wanda's power. Like she really is like super powerful that she could make. Yeah. Well, she made a vision from scratch, right? From nothing actually. Yeah. And then now made children from from nothing as well. But maybe well, I also she's found it interesting. Oh, go ahead. I found it interesting that uh, the children had, you know, one had her power and the other one had Pietro's power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're both twins. Yeah. So was she creating them based off of, you know, her memories of being growing up and being a twin to, you know, another superpower being or? Well, the, these two characters do exist in the comic books. Mm-hmm. Uh, but okay. I don't know in the comic books if they were her children or not. I, I never got that far in the Young Avengers run, but there was someone called Wiccan, which was the the Scarlet Witch son character. And there was another, I think there was a speedster, but the look is very reminiscent to the comic books okay. uh, of the character. So I I think that they are, well, they're, they are coming back, but I, I don't think she can create something from nothing though. In the comics, she couldn't. It was suggested that she did, but instead she took something that was already there. And, and in the comics, she found two shards of Mephisto's soul, yeah. which is the incarnation of the devil, I guess, in Marvel comics. Yeah. So his it, Mephisto had fought, I don't know, Silver Surfer, Dr. Strange. I can't remember. And his soul was shattered into five fragments. So two of the fragments Scarlet Witch found in the ether, just found, found them and used them to create the souls of her two children. Okay. Later, Mephisto comes back to claim his two pieces of his soul because he's like, I'm, you know, I've only got, I'm, I'm, I'm weak. And he was, there was a whole thing with him collecting the pieces of his soul. There was a whole thing there. Right. So two of them Wanda had as her children. So that's where she got them from. But maybe if they aren't going the Mephisto way, maybe she pulled those from the X Men universe. And they are mutants in the X-Men universe. And maybe because the Scarlet Witch has never been Wanda, the Scarlet Witch has never been revealed in the Fox side of things. She's hinted at uh, multiple times in the films, but she never shows up. So maybe she in that world had kids and she had twins and they had power. So maybe she pulled them from there. Right. Okay. And now, but now they're, they're obviously trapped somewhere because that's how the end sequence went, but well, here's a question for you, Sean. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you. So, given that there is talk now of bringing Captain Britain into uh, the Marvel Universe, or the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and given that Excalibur once went on a journey between multiple worlds, different mm-hmm. realities, do you think that they're trying to set that up as well? Uh, I do, in fact. In fact, I'm going to pull this onto the camera. Captain Britain. <laughs> this is my second. Oh, you can't even see here. There, my second favorite character of all time, Captain Britain. My number one is Union Jack. But um, I, I think you might be onto something. Apparently, in the Eternals film, they've cast the Black Knight. Okay. Um, and that's uh, played by. Um, oh my God, I'm forgetting his name from uh, Game of Thrones. Britt Eklund. Okay. Is that the guy's name? He played one of the Starks, the bastard son. 
Snow. John Snow. John Snow. Yeah. Um, I think it's Brit. Kit Eklund. Harrington. Kit Harrington. Okay. Yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah. I was. I wasn't even close. <laughs> yeah. But they've cast him as the Black Knight. So most people don't know this about Captain Britain because he's kind of always been like a periphery character. And unless you're a nerd like me, you don't really know his backstory. But his backstory ties into Camelot and King Arthur and all that stuff. Yeah. And when Captain Britain was getting started out, he went back in time. And I think he met, I'm trying to remember, he met the original Black Knight, which was one of Arthur's guys or whatever, King Arthur's guys. Okay. So he had a partnership with Black Knight. And then he had a partnership with the current Black Knight, like the 20th century version of Black Knight. So he always had a partnership with him in some regards. So that what I've heard from my sources is that they're using black Knight to bring in a captain Britain character, like to bring him in that way. And um, the multiverse of madness is going to show that there's other dimensions, but I mean, the multiverse of madness is going to show these other dimensions that captain Britain was, he's the, he's the protector of um, other worlds, like all the different, he, he control, he controls, our earth's he's the protector of our earth's nexus to all realities. And there's a different captain Britain in, in every universe that guards that nexus of all realities. So if they're doing other dimensions and they're looking for a, a doorway that goes there, like captain America is the, or captain America, captain Britain is the guy. Actually, it also kind of makes sense because now that, you know, you got me thinking about the subject, because Captain Britain was brought to life not by, you know, super soldier serum or anything like that. He was mm -hmm. brought to life by magic. Magic. 100% magic. And so and so they're establishing magic as being a very powerful force in mm -hmm. the MCU by using, you know, Scarlet Witch. Yeah. So that may be what this whole thing has been a bridge to. Yeah. Bringing Captain Britain in. And you know, starting to explore the idea of other worlds. But if you want, if you want a nuanced character as nuanced as Tony Stark, Captain Britain's your is your guy. He he's an alcoholic. Yeah. He has uh, anger issues. He is the most imperfect hero you could have. Um, and then that's why I like him. He is messed up. He is such a broken. He's not now like he's got his shit together now, but. Yeah. He also has ties to Psylocke, who was in the Apocalypse movie. I don't know if you guys, if you all saw that or not. But Psylocke in the comics, the, the one that everyone knows is she's this um, uh, kind of samurai, not samurai, but she's got like a katana and she's got these psychic powers. And, you know, she's like a ninja and she's of Asian descent. She's not she's not who she started out at one point, her body, I don't know. I can't remember the storyline, but somehow her body is gone. And now she's in the body of this, of this Asian girl. So everyone's always known her as this person from over, like from, from the Orient. Right. I, I can't remember. It was Japanese. Yeah. Probably, I think Japanese I'm assuming. So that's who Psylocke was, but Psylocke, when she started out, she is the twin sister to Brian Braddock, Captain Britain. Okay. And that's who James Beaver. James Beaver. <laughs> you said Brandon, yeah. James Beaver. Because uh, he gets a plug every episode. But um yeah. I, I'd like to see him in that in that outfit also. <laughs> and and do what in, in Psylocke's outfit, wrestling. I think. 
<laughs> oh no 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 the cat the, the captain britain outfit that i, I think he me. should be dressed in his sister's outfit actually yeah yeah but anyway so so in the comics she's a she's she's a mutant as well and uh she does become captain britain at one point so if they kind of wanted to opt because they're they're having more more female characters um you know different different uh backgrounds and religions and all this stuff like they're actually trying to expand it might be interesting if they actually bring in a female captain britain i think that'd be kind of cool yeah but so here's I mean, the thought love to also, see henry cavill as captain britain would just get me so oh excited. yeah actually i think he'd be perfect yeah marvel, so marvel wants pers- him like so bad yeah like, karen what do you think do you think they want henry cavill henry cavill like i think he would be good in it honestly like he's pretty good in like everything that I've seen him in um and that's what's kind of like nice with this um this show it kind of like opens you to many different possibilities and I feel like all of us fans are just like I'm okay with anything like surprise me like at least you're straying away from like the usual like because they've done they're done with like the formula of you know here's the history of the character here's the problem and then we'll get together at some point later on you know in the 10 10 movies later (laughs) yeah um, so it's nice that they're um, exploring like you said like other kind of like you know not so popular characters um, and in that way you can highlight them and uh, make new set of people like love them but you also have these tv shows so you so you don't have to spend a two-hour movie explaining who captain britain is you could do it Mm -hmm. in a show over six or seven episodes so that when they're in the movie you're already like oh my god it's that person from the show like they yeah. did that with wanda and vision and now it's like okay now they're fleshed out characters properly fleshed out you know who they are you care for them you you're rooting for them so the next time wanda is in a movie like yeah. people are gonna go freaking ape shit for it right they you know now, now do they explain these characters so, so someone who had who hasn't been following any of those those other people that they pulled in, do they go through the story so that, like you're saying, if you go through all those episodes, yeah, they you don't have to go, you don't have to watch anything else. Yeah, they explain her backstory in the um in the TV show quite well. Really well. Good. Brilliantly. Yeah. Without without doing like the usual like narrative, like let's just do a flashback and here you go. But it's which uh, they can't do in a movie. Yeah. There's no time in yeah. a movie. Yes. So yeah, Todd, you might actually, this might actually be easier for you to jump on board because in that episode, the, the second last episode, they take us through Wanda's history, why she is where she is, why, you know, the whole reason for like, what's the sitcom business and why is that happening? They explain everything, but they have the time to tell that story. Like they take a whole episode to tell her story, why she's here, what happened to vision, you know, like yeah. who's be, you know, who's behind all this. And it's just, they, they take the time they needed and it's just, it's refreshing. Mm-hmm. What was that movie with Jim? What was it Jim Carrey? And they followed him Truman around. Show? I, yeah, it, I think that's it what it was. Kind of, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Yeah, they really so borrowed that. from the Truman Show. Yeah. But uh, the so Mar- here's the thing that I'm more interested. Yeah. I think you'll here's like the it. Thought that I have. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. The thought, okay, yeah. Here's the thought I have about uh, the possibility of Captain Britain coming to the MCU. Please get my hopes up. Please get my hopes up. Because I want to see it so bad. Because that means that eventually that we're going to see 
you know, Excalibur, hopefully. <laughs> and if we see Excalibur, that means that we might get a Kitty Pride and Wolverine movie. Oh my God. Sean's mind's blown. <laughs> <laughs> Kitty Pride's in my top three. She's my number three. I love yeah. Kitty Pride. I mean, they set it up in the X movies and they never delivered. No. Ellen Page was, uh, always, he was Ellen Page at the time. Great job on that character. Like, super, despite everything that, that he had to go through in those films and dealing yeah. with Brett Ratner, that dick oh god yeah you know like poor 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 him to have to put up with that asshole like what is actually it would be pretty amazing to see elliot page and uh and hugh jackman come into a movie together oh man yeah i'd, I'd pay i'd pay for that oh, because yeah. they 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 became really good friends i think on, on set yeah i mean he's just a sweetheart of a guy like yeah you don't get nicer than that guy but I want to see. I'd like to see Hugh Jackman and um, and Cavill in a scene together. Have, they've never done anything, have they, together? I don't think so. No. Like, what a perfect I, pairing that would be. I'm pretty sure that they're recasting Wolverine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Hugh, Hugh Jackman is done, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Like playing Wolverine. Well, Seventeen yeah. years he played Wolverine. And he did a damn good job, even though he was too damn tall and handsome. Yeah. I, I like his take of Wolverine. I don't feel that is the, that's not the take that I saw, but he did a good job with it. Despite some of the movies being not as good as others, he was always good, but he I didn't play. It's, it's uh, the writer, the writer's fault. Yeah. <laughs> How they wrote yeah. the movies. They're just so bad. But just like, it's just every aspect of the character was so important to him. It wasn't just the physical, yeah. you know, getting in shape, but mm-hmm. he did different training for each film to match where Wolverine would be like and he in, kept getting more and more jacked. Yeah. Jack every, oh, <laughs> fuck. but in the, but in the, in Logan, Karen, you've seen Logan, right? Yeah. <sighs> Todd, Logan, seriously, seriously. Uh, Todd, one of the good Logan. ones. Donda loves gritty stuff. Like oh. this is gritty. It's an R rated X-Men film. Do you want to see Captain okay. Picard say fuck? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Logan, fuck go. off! <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> oh, um, it was. Oh God. The only that was the first superhero film to get nominated for an Oscar was it not Logan? I think so. Yeah. Right. I think. Oh. Anyway, it, it it's amazing. Just, oh, but his training, his training for that film, he trained not to get jacked. He trained to look like he was sick. So yeah. he was. I think it was water deprivation. Um, cause there's a, a modeled mottled, is that the right word to look to his skin and all yep. this? And this was the way he trained. He trained with very low water intake and he always kind and of, Oh God, like Patrick Stewart's performance. Oh yeah. I like, I cried. I watched it I again. Remember. I watched it again last week. I was watching it on the bike on the, yeah. on my elliptical or, or not my, whatever. And on there oh, biking, crying. Yeah. <laughs> Abby comes in the room. Daddy, what's wrong? Is your workout too hard? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No pain. It has nothing no pain. to do with Patrick Stewart. <laughs> My legs are hurting. <laughs> it's a shame they took like three movies till they got like an actual like good Wolverine movie. Yeah. It's like two movies yeah. that they wasted. Like Hugh Jackman 
like you said, he's not the perfect Wolverine, but he he's a good Wolverine. But he, yeah, he's always good. Like he's always the good one. But um, I'm actually watching all the X Men films right now. I'm on Deadpool two, <laughs> and then after Deadpool two is um, I got two more after that. I got to watch Dark Phoenix and then New Mutants. So I've been watching. I am so. I'm watching them in order, actually, too. I'm really hoping that Hugh Jackman, you know, caves and you know comes in for a cameo. Well, he can come back as Old Man uh, Logan, right? He can come back as Old Man Logan. He's worried that he's too old to play the role, Todd. You know, he doesn't look okay. But in Logan, he plays in in Logan. He plays Logan twenty years in the future or whatever. So he's old and oh, okay, dying and. He's in really bad shape. Yeah. Healing factor doesn't really work as good as it used to. But so going into the new MCU, who do you want to see play Wolverine? I want to see Carl Urban do it. I think he's too old. No. Isn't Carl Urban Perfect. like, isn't he 50? Yeah. And Hugh Jackman's 50. Well, I know, but that's why Hugh Jackman retired, right? Because he's, I mean, I love Carl Urban. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I don't know. I I almost feel like, I think they need someone because keep in mind, Logan is pretty much eternal. Like he was through both world, like world war one, world war two. There's rumors, you know, he was around, was it 1800s? 1800s? Yeah. I think we tried to trace that timeline before, but so he's, but he only started aging during the old man Logan run, which is like 50 years in the future from now or whatever it was. Yeah. That's because he's poisoned. Yeah. Cause the adamantium slowly killing him. Yeah. But, um, but I'd, I'd like to see someone like in their thirties, maybe instead of someone that in their late forties, early fifties, I guess. So what about Daniel Radcliffe? Oh, he's been suggested. Harry Potter. Oh, I heard it's uh, the Kingsman guy. Uh, who's the guy? From oh, uh, he was also uh, really. Hmm. Too. That's not a bad pick. He's a good actor. Yeah. I mean, Carl Urban's a like I said, I've seen this in the past, and he's a chameleon. He can play anybody. But, yeah, he can. Yeah. Um. Oh shit! What is his name? Tarkin. Tarkin. Kingsman. Taron. Taron. Yeah. Egerton. Egerton. Yes. Egerton. He was good. That kid was good. And he's got the, uh, he's got the physical chops for it. But yeah, you got to keep in mind, you want someone that can do the role for 10 years, right? So Carl Urban, he's already starting at the latter, the latter side. I think you need someone to younger. Um, Glenn Danzig's out of the picture. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know who Karen doesn't know who Glenn Denzig is? No. He was, he was the original oh, no. choice. He was the original uh, your choice. children not to walk my way. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. He's about he's five five, Glenn Danzig is, and he's built like he? a yeah, he's dude, the dude's short, man. I never knew that. No, he's five five. That's part of why they wanted to cast him. He already had the the mutton chops. Yeah. Um and he was like he's jacked, like he's Wolverine jacked. Yeah. He's thick, so he was the first choice, but he's like, well, I'm on tour right now. Can we do it later? And they're like, no, we got to film like <laughs> two months. Like, we, we can't. 
So he turned it down. He was the first choice. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like somebody, but anyway, so the rumor, no, it's not even a rumor anymore. So there's set photos from Falcon and the Winter Soldier that show that part of the show is going to take place in a place called Madripoor. And I don't, okay. Corey, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Larry Hama had a run on running, writing Wolverine. He was famous okay. for writing GI Joe, Larry Hama. Yeah. And, uh, I know who Larry Hama is. Yeah. So he, Bucky O'Hare. yeah, that's right. Bucky O'Hare. Yeah. Um, good dude. Anyway. Um, so he had a whole run and he created this, I think he's the one that created or he used th- that environment, but when the X-Men died in the comic books, there was a, they didn't really die, but they were invisible to mutant detection devices and all that sort of stuff. So they all kind of went their separate ways and Wolverine adopted a, uh, another identity called patch. So it was, it was Wolverine just wearing a patch. So you couldn't tell who he was. It was horrible disguise. It was very Clark Kentish. Like Clark Kent. Yeah. Yeah, So he went and hid in Madripoor and he was, he was like an enforcer for like the mob out there for somebody named tiger, tiger or tigger, tiger, tiger, tiger. And it was, it was, uh, I think it was, it was off of, it was this, make-believe island that was off of hong kong i think or taiwan i can't remember it was close to one of the one of the two and he just he he lived there in the whole the wolverine series the second wolverine series took place in madripoor madripoor is prominent in the falcon and winter soldier show okay if they're going to hint at wolverine or any of wolverine's villains um that's the, the place to do it the silver samurai was working out of there for a while in the comics. Um, and a whole bunch of villains were there. So, and Omega red, uh, the big X-Men villain is actually in the black widow film. Okay. He's the guy that, so they're probably setting up to bring the X-Men into the, uh, MCU. I think we're going to see a few mutants showing up. Yeah. I think they're just going to like, oh, Dodge he was ball. born this way. Like, I think we're going to start seeing that. Is that the Russian happen. dodgeball so with the big Scarlet Witch is the first one. Yeah. They said, oh, well, she was born this way. Universe. I think we're right. going to see uh, in the Black Widow movie, there are mutants in that film as well. Uh, one of the characters um, in Black Widow, whose name escapes me, she was one of the bigger name actresses in Black Widow that was brought in. Haven't seen it yet, so I oh can't say. Oh my God. She was in... Uh, Rachel Weiss, okay, from the Mummy films. Apparently, she's playing a old Russian guard. Uh, and if it's the person I suspect it is, which they haven't revealed it yet, it's Dark Star, and Dark Star is a Russian mutant, and she is in a team called the Soviet uh, Soviet Super Super Soldiers, Soviet something. Basically, it's like dodgeball. <laughs> Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. The Unibrow. Yeah. But anyway, Unibrow. so there there's a Russian super team that's appointed by the government and it's got um a guy in it called the Red Guardian, which is their version of like Captain America, who's in the film, who's played by the guy from Stranger Things. David Harbour. David Harbour. Yeah. So he's playing Red Guardian. And part of the team was Dark Star, which Dark Star, I think that's her name. She's a mutant. Her brother Vanguard. The Crimson Dynamo, which is an Iron Man villain. So if we start hinting towards some old Iron Man villains and someone called Ursa Major, who's a guy that can turn himself into a giant 
10 foot tall bear who's also a mutant. So maybe we're going to get a few mutants in the black widow film. Deep. We'll see Madripoor and we'll Falcon and winter soldier. There might be a mutant or something in town. You know, I think they're going to just start throwing out the idea that, Oh, the mutants have always been around. You just, you know, you're, you're not going to yeah. hear about the mutants in Madripoor because no one finds out what, you know, whatever happens in Madripoor stays in Madripoor sort of thing. And in Russia, well, people don't know what's going on over there. You know, like, you know, they, they clamp down on any sort of video and stuff like that. So maybe they're going to just yeah. kind of do some littering of mutants in before they just introduce everyone to the idea. I don't know. That's my, that's Responsible. what I've been hearing. So, and uh shout outs to uh, what's his name? Warren from cosmic Warren. Some, some of this stuff came from him. So hi, Warren. Um, anyway. Yeah. So one division opens up so much. Yeah. Yes. Like it's, it's amazing. Like, I think we're going to see some pretty cool stuff. So what are you, is it, is anyone looking forward to Falcon and winter soldier? Is there something that you want to see in that show? Like what's, what's I'm just interested to see what it uh, pulls off. I'm just interested to see what it does. Are I mean, you, are I, you as excited? Are you more excited because one division was so good? Were you more yes. excited to see Falcon and winter soldier be, before one yes. division came out? Like, what was no, the show you were more? Actually. No. Karen, no, which, actually, uh, I'm excited about anything when, uh, when they announced all the shows. So I was like, okay, the first phase was done. I'm just like, I, I'm going to watch whatever it is, but like, I'm not, I wasn't too excited about anything because I wasn't okay. sure what direction they were going to. Right. But then this yeah. kind of um, set the bar pretty high. So now yeah. everyone's going to be looking forward to everything after this. Corey. <laughs> um, I wasn't interested before seeing one vision. I mean, I like the idea, but at the same time, you know, it was just one of those things where I was like, eh, it could be hit or miss, you know, I'll watch it when I have time. But after seeing WandaVision, I'm definitely more invested again. I think out of all the shows, Falcon Winter Soldier was the lowest on my list, to be honest. Yeah. Beforehand. Karen? It has like the Mission Impossible vibes to me, so I wasn't too excited about it. So it just felt like, it's another like action movie and like those two characters um you just don't expect it to be like as um as like they they won't open like new un like a new universe or there won't be as much magic right so it'll be like a big like mission impossible movie that's why i felt like i'm not going to be too excited about this but wandavision did set the bar <laughs> yeah. yeah i think what it is with wandavision they really kind of gave you an idea of how the Marvel Universe can build mm -hmm. and where they can actually go with it as yeah. opposed to, you know, just straight up, you know, punch them up action. Mm -hmm. it really got into some depth with uh, WandaVision. I think that hopefully they might be able to carry that over. And that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Well, yeah. In, in the comics, it's all over the place. Like Marvel's put out everything from romance comics, which I actually have some. Yeah. Just because Stan wrote some romance comics. I thought that'd be funny. But, you know, but everything from that to like, you know, stuff like the man thing, you know, which is this guy without any sort of intelligence who's who's a, who's a, this creature that lives in the Florida Everglades to Howard the Duck to Spider-Man. Like, yeah, 
Marvel is not an action comic company. That is just one of the thousand things that they do. And the movies are now branching out in that way more so than they have before. So that I'm, ex I'm excited about the Falcon and winter soldier for one reason is that they're going to be covering one of my favorite all time comic book storylines, which I never thought would see the light of day. Cause I'm a big captain America fan. I've been collecting captain America since issue 300, which is a long time ago. That was the seventies, eighties. I can't remember somewhere around there. So I I've been reading captain America for a long time through a lot of horrible runs. Uh, Cap Wolf was horrible. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and where Captain America was addicted to drugs, um, mm -hmm. like some really horrible, horrible storylines, or the one with the um, with the wrestling federation in it. But I'm I'm bringing up these horrible runs for a reason. The wrestling federation. There was a wrestling federation in the comic books. And thing from the Fantastic Four was was part of that wrestling federation, um, and it was it was just it it wasn't really good. But one of the characters from there, um, the wrestlers were getting their powers from someone called the Power Broker. So he would test on people, and you know you have a ten percent chance of survival, but if you survive, you're going to have super strength, super endurance, super stamina, all this sort of stuff. And a lot of them, a lot of the wrestlers were getting doped up in order to be able to join that wrestling federation. One of the people that went through the process was John Walker, um, but he didn't become a wrestler, but there was still some sort of interaction there. So anyway, John Walker decided that Captain America was just too much, too Boy Scout, and he needed to offer uh, another side of the political agenda, and he became the Super Patriot. And he had ah. partners, the right winger and the left winger were his two partners. And they would go to political rallies, um, basically say, you know what, Captain America, he's, you know, he's still washed up and, you know, I'm, I'm a real hero and you need to believe. It was totally like a political, pol political campaign against Cap. And uh, eventually the government took the government. So as we know, in the Captain America movie, he was frozen in ice for forever at the end of world war ii he his plane goes down and he's frozen in ice and they resurrect him when the marvel universe starts right so in the comics it was like 40 years he was frozen in ice or something like that so when he came back sometime around the 80s he was checking his mail from his old address where he grew up like in uh i don't know if it was Bro I think brooklyn or something and he checked his old address or I, I can't remember how he figured out, but he realized there's a whole bunch of unopened mail that he'd been receiving. And he opened up the mail and it was his checks from the military. Cause he had joined the military in 1942. Right. And he was never, he was reported missing, but never reported dead. So he collected checks the entire time he was frozen. So he took that money, deposited it, into a bank account and it was like a few million dollars like i can't remember how much it was and he took that money and invested it into building a hotline so if people saw crimes or things he could actually um have people that were answering the hotline so he could go check out and fight crime so he got himself a, a souped up van a motorcycle and he spent all of his money on this hotline 
the government came back, go, whoa, wait a minute. We actually paid you for service as, as a military person, but you're frozen in ice. You actually didn't work for us. So we want you to pay that back. And he said, well, I've already invested it into my hot, my stars and stripes hotline network. I, I can't give it back to you. He's like, well, you owe us the money back. Well, I can't pay you. Oh. So that was, it, so the whole storyline, the whole storyline was, okay, well, you owe the government money now. Ooh, new super villain, the tax man. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they said, look, you can work off your debt. You can work for us. You can, instead of being Captain America, helping people, we can tell you which crime you're fighting. We can tell you what forces to go fight. And he said, I'm not doing that. I represent the people, not the government. So they said, okay, well, we made that shield for you and we gave you that costume. We own the copyright in the costume. So they took it back and Captain America became the captain and he had a new outfit and a vibranium shield instead of the one he has in the comics. They made Tony Stark made him one, which cost a million dollars apparently. So he went off on his own and was kind of doing his own thing. And so the government found this John Walker guy, the super Patriot. Uh, and they said, Hey, this guy's already a patriotic sort of guy. He kind of looks like captain America. I think they gave him a little plastic surgery. So when he had the mask on the chin would look the same and everything. And they put him in captain America's uniform and pretended, Oh no, no, this is the captain America we have always had. Cause nobody knew who Steve Rogers was. So he became Captain America and he did jobs for the government. So, hey, we need you to invade Poland or something. Go into Poland. I need you to take out a bunch of people over there and, you know, show your chest with the stars and stripes and everything and represent our country. So he started doing all these missions for the government and eventually only only Steve Rogers can be Captain America. So this guy kept screwing up um, and he kept killing people by accident because he wasn't good at what he was doing what's that accident accident yeah so eventually captain steve rogers becomes captain america again and takes the mantle over and i I can't remember but so this is the guy so this is the storyline that is going to play out in, in falcon and the winter soldier now the rumor i'm hearing is that he handed the shield to sam wilson the falcon to be Captain America. I'm handing you the mantle. I'm handing you the legacy. But when, but apparently, and I could be wrong in this show, the government's going to go, yeah, but we can't have a black Captain America is what they're going to do. And they're going to appoint America. Yeah. So they're going to appoint their own Captain America. And they've indicated that John Walker is in they've cast someone as john walker in the film and there is someone wearing a captain america uniform in in the trailers and it ain't steve rogers so they're going to run that storyline but apparently they're going to do it on the backs of black lives matter and stuff like that where right captain america's like well he's obviously the best replacement for captain america and the government's going to go well we don't want a black man in that position so they're really going to play off what's happening in the world today. It's like, well, why can't you have a black Captain America? It doesn't matter. Who cares? It's going to start a conversation. Yeah. It's going to start a conversation. So I think this is going to be a political hot potato, which is awesome. It's going to, because Marvel's always been 
pushing the envelope for, you know, for diversity all along. They've been doing that. So, yeah. So I'm, that's why I'm excited. So my favorite story, one of my favorite storylines of all time is prominent in this show. You probably, nobody probably knew this, but (laughs) I started going down, (laughs) going down the dark hole. of like, Oh my God, this is what they're doing. So I've behind me, behind this wall here is my comic book collection. I think I'm going to dig out that entire Captain America run and go back (laughs) just to get ready. Cause I did it for one division. After we watched those first six episodes, I went and dug out all the trade paperbacks and reread them all. So I'm probably going to do the same thing for this. Nice. Anyway, sorry, I get all excited there. (laughs) (laughs) Anything further on one division? No, I think we've covered pretty much all of it. Just need to watch it now. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. Well, Todd, you're going to have to do a post, post, post review of what you thought of it. Be interesting to get your, your perspective. Okay. That sounds like a plan. Person on the street perspective. <laughs> I just saw it. I seed it. I seed it. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? All know, right. Naked <laughs> oh, And uh, Todd's going to give his um, feedback on like WandaVision. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram post. There you go. <laughs> Here's my review. <laughs> yep. Um, TikTok. <laughs> TikTok review. One division. Okay, I'm 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 not young enough for TikTok, but Karen, since you're the youngest one in the room here, um, what's this whole TikTok thing? Because I get I keep getting asked to join. Oh, my daughter's in the background there. I keep getting asked to join TikTok, and I keep getting these recommendations for videos to watch for TikTok. I don't even know. I feel like like I'm. I'm my generation is like old old to use TikTok. Like nobody my age like uses like TikTok actually. But it's like I don't know. I feel like it's like all like dumb shit. <laughs> Only dumb shit. Yeah. People doing like dances. Like it's like short videos of like random stuff. It's like the new Vine, I guess. Which I also never oh, got. Oh, like, yeah. It's all the same. Yeah. 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 Short videos. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, all I want to see is girls twerking. That's everything that comes to me. I'm like, oh, I can do that for you if you oh, want. Boy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going to do it. Oh my god. The seat. Hey, you are wearing clad. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but um, I actually I found out. I guess Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth. Oh my god. Liz Olson is on TikTok, and now her stuff's actually starting to come up because I said. I actually figured out how to go in there and say, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this because I, I don't need to see all this stuff, all this garbage. I'm not interested in that. So, but Elizabeth, Elizabeth Olsen is on there all the time and she's posting these like funny, like hilarious stuff. So I've been watching some of those. That's my association to TikTok is that's it. Or do guys, guys are um, people playing do guitar. Do you guys watch like pitch meetings at all? They have one for WandaVision pitch meetings oh no oh that sounds interesting uh you never seen any of them no 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 i'm gonna look this up so pitch meeting is like this it, there's this guy on youtube um that does like almost like an honest like review but like it, he's pitching it to himself so 
he's he's the <laughs> boss and um he's it's it's I don't even know how to explain it. it's like it's just funny because like he pitches it and the boss kind of questions the logic of what he's pitching and yep. be like never mind never mind how are they going to solve this so he basically explains the plot of like he does it for for a number of movies so a lot of movies actually oh, that's awesome and then um the he does the wandavision one and um he kind of like points out like kind of like you know there's like uh plot holes in the in the entire series which which you kind of overlook because the series is like really good yeah but um he kind of pokes fun at that but he does that for a lot of movies but the wandavision is like super funny so it's like the modern version of like you were saying honest trailers yeah 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 kind of like that the format is like he's pitching it to a boss which is also played by him played by him yeah i could see Corey doing those types of videos probably be awesome all right well we should cap it off there we've been we've been running long i don't know if we want to do this two episodes or not but let's sign off karen do you get anything you want to promote no no i'm not (laughs) promoting anything are you uh, okay? I just watch shows and I show up here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna commit you now to post Falcon Winter Soldier then. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. Um, are you okay with the picture I posted of you on the web page? <laughs> You're like, what picture? What picture? There's a there's a page. So any if anyone wants to see the regular guests we've had on the show, I have there's a page on our web page. So shamgindu.ca. And it says guests. And if you click on it, it's a picture. So I, I grabbed one that seemed okay. okay. I put it on there. It, you actually look badass in that picture. You're wearing sunglasses and you just look badass. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to grab the badass picture just to be safe. Hopefully that's okay. okay. Um, sure. <laughs> but if you want to hear the other episode Karen's on, go to seanmcginnity.ca, click on guests, look at, look for Karen Brazula, and you can uh, listen to both her episodes there. Now, what's that? SeanMcGinnity.ca? S-E-A-N-M-C-G-I-N-I-T-Y-M-O-U-S-E. <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. Anyway, link, subscribe, follow. You know the website. You can buy merch from the website. You can go check out Corey's comic book, Meet the Geeks. There's a link for that. There's a link for our Patreon page. Comic strip, yes, it's an amazing, brilliant comic strip. Huge fan. Really. Um, Todd's videos are on there as well. There's a cl- link to Todd playing guitar on his YouTube channel. Yeah. There's tons of dome stuff, our music, everything's on there. You want to get a taste of outside what's outside the podcast? Go there and click on any of those hyperlinks. And we'll see you on the flip side. See ya. Thank you for having me.